Radio Community News Desk podcast number nine. I'm Jennifer Gannon. Later in the program, I'll be speaking to Joan Redmond from the Morton Dance Academy. But first, I caught up with Marion Byrne from the CGI Girl Guides. Hi, Marion. You're very welcome. Thanks, Jennifer. And just for anybody that doesn't know, I mean, we'd all be aware of some semblance of what the Girl Guides do, but maybe for people that, I mean, who haven't thought about it since their own childhood, their own membership with the Girl Guides, what exactly goes on with the Girl Guides? Yeah, so we have uh, CGI Girl Guides in Ringsend and our group is called uh, Brian Column Kill and um we have group, We on Wednesdays we meet with the under, uh, the five to seven year olds and they're called Signets. Okay. And when they um, turn seven, they move into the uh, the Bajines and the Bajines is seven to 11, 10 or 11, depending on when they finish school. And then, there's, uh, then they move forward to my group, which is the guides. So the guides is 11 to 14 and then we have 14 to 18 and they're called Rangers. So there's four different sections within the guides uh, everybody works on it their own program um, we will do a lot of outdoor activities mm. um, the idea is that we will be in patrols so small little groups and they have a patrol leader and the idea that is it gives the children the skills to uh, be part of a part of a team but also lead a team so it can be a really good one for older children to have on their CV because they have done that kind of a bit like you would see roles as team leaders in jobs mm. they've already done that within the guides yeah. uh, we have big emphasis on getting outdoors as much as possible uh, giving them skills the older children the younger children under 10s the 7 to 10 year olds bejeans would uh, camp would go on camps but they would be indoors and then once they become 11 10 11 in the guides we would go outdoor camping um, show them how to pitch tents uh, learn some campfire skills and they'd be encouraged to help with the preparation of meals um, mm. so every week it's different there's always some kind of a topic some kind of a, a focus the children have a choice their program is called choices actually is what mm. it's called so they have a workbook that they'd work through um, and they pick kind of what what interests them because not every child is interested in the same thing so we might do around cooking one week last week was around first aid oh great and just looking around and actually we we're actually talking about the AED machines and we're going to take mm. a walk around just see where they are doing that the younger children were working on fire safety um, so they did some role play around that and then um, they're going to do the local history badge soon so it's kind of walking around knowing what's in our area we tried to get them out as much as possible we've got um, lucky being able to get some grants that will help us fund activities so we would take them uh, canoeing um, work climbing whatever we can <laughs> whatever they're interested in and um, we try to just keep keep their interest and uh, every week is something different so um, and then some of the older children be involved in planning for mm. the younger children. It's activities. like a range of practical skills that they can have, you know, for the rest of their lives. And that way, like if you're saying something as important as first aid to learn that, and then something like even pitching a tent, so useful for when they're going to festivals. I will say that I never learned how to pitch a tent. I always had to 
get someone else to help me. So always a good thing to know how to do. Um, but yeah, so it's just basically also, do you think that it's good for them with regards to their self-confidence as well? Yeah, I suppose it's life skills you're giving them, mm. you know, even about packing. It's not even the camping and pitching a tent. It's packing their bag themselves because yeah. they don't know what's in it. And their mom might or dad or someone might have packed their bag for them. And when you turn up, they'll be like, oh, I don't know if I have that with me. But yeah. if they're putting it in and we give them a list. But around the life skills, yeah, and our self-confidence is another project we called um, um, Guides Against Bull- Bullying. So mm. it's Gab is what that one's called. So we do a bit around that. And then there's another one called um uh free to be me so talking about uh they're getting their voice out there realizing that they have a voice but also um figuring out that everybody's different and we all learn in different ways yeah. um we have a group we have seven of the children traveling away this weekend on a youth form uh, so be guides from all over ireland all together um and they will do some uh, skills around you know even around public speaking around uh you know let i suppose our organization try to lead from the children up because mm. there's no point we come up with ideas and like what I did as a guide oh yeah we had great crack and that was really good but do they still want to be doing the same thing exactly it kind just, of evolves so, as like yeah. time has gone on because that's yeah. what I was saying like just yeah. for people that probably as I said wouldn't have thought about it since yeah. they were there themselves yeah. it has yeah. kind of changed and developed and like you're saying if they're doing this kind of thing around public speaking and getting involved with it in a national sense and even an international sense yeah. um, that just stands to them so much for other areas of their lives yeah. like and in school but also as I said like looking ahead to the future as well yeah I suppose even even myself I started off as a bidgee and a guide a ranger and right up to a leader and uh, I suppose I still have friends that I've made friends that I wouldn't have been in school mm. with we still made friends that we would have in so you always had your other kind of other set of friends and I think it's important for children to still have that it has involved our uniforms have definitely evolved <laughs> we've moved away from the brown uh, the brown tunics uh, we do have uh, tracksuit um, and different colours and then we wear our neckerchief which will be a different colour for every area in Dublin so they'll be proud to wear their neckerchief this weekend uh, you know at the youth forum because theirs will be unique, unique to them and mm. you know knowing why the colours are there and knowing why we have a particular name and every name every group all over Ireland has a different name oh, and okay. everyone has a different name and a uh, different colour of a neckerchief as well so you can spot uh, the children you know and it's it's a good kind of de- their identity but it, mm. it, it, do, it like it brings that kind of being able to kind of speak up for themselves yeah. giving them a chance to being able to know where um you know having that place outside of school where they can show their talents like actually a few of ours are doing their leaving cert this year and they've right. used, been used guides as part of say even their German project yeah. because they were able to talk about the skills and they like our 18 year olds have been to pre-COVID we would have travelled a lot so they've mm. been to London and there's guides there's a house in London for guides there's a house in Mexico <laughs> that they always wow. want to go to but we <laughs> still haven't got there but the group of them have gone to Denmark and they've gone on international and that was scouts and guides from all over the world so they have got lots of experiences and lots of you know chances come up um, for them to be able to explore or, or even just um, meet with others and you know yeah. some of them are still friends with people that they've met on other camps and especially getting back together now the youth form to be definitely others that they be that will be there that they've met before and kind of rekindle that friendship but also having I suppose a chance to talk and you know being allowed it's not 
nothing's wrong for what they say or nothing's yeah. kind of you know it's not silly if you say something you might have different opinion to others but I suppose it's about respecting other people's opinion and, and listening to them yeah, yeah. and like yeah. it fosters like like you were saying there from the travelling and like the meeting other people outside of you know your own school yeah. it just fosters this great sense of independence I think for the girls as well definitely yeah, yeah. and I think and we, like we're important things we try to do when we're away on camps and stuff is having no no phones um, yeah. oh, or limit, limited <laughs> to the phone and even us as leaders it can be hard mm. but when you're out you don't have somewhere to charge you when you're camping exactly. up to Dover Mountains do you know so it's kind of a there's more to, and it's that communication they miss a group mm. have gone to Cork as well and that was for only over 14 or 15 year olds and that was Guides and Scouts and that's run every September and another group will probably go this year but they were like oh no I'm having my phone and I don't want to miss everything <laughs> but they actually don't have time to have their phone and yeah. they get to t- but they actually talk to people because I think they miss mm. a lot of them are missing that because social media takes over a lot and, uh, their phones so we try to you know even for the year and a half and now they actually since we came back during COVID we were doing a lot through Zoom which was very mm. hard and then as soon as we could meet outdoors we were meeting outdoors and uh, going places even if it was just to walk up to Harbour Park on a Sunday and there was a market there and have and you got seen so. that they appreciate that more now because they've lived through COVID is to yeah. like you know live through lockdown yeah. that they're back and they're able to go outdoors again are they happy to be back outside yeah I think it took a bit of a transition coming mm. back do you know um, even the pantomime was on last December and we were able to go and we were lucky it's actually closed the week after but we were actually surprised you know we bring them to pantomime before but some of them might have been already or they were used to being out and about so um, you know they would have been up and down the younger ones up and down to the loo and all yeah, that yeah. this time there was nobody moved everyone just sat <laughs> in their seats they were just so appreciative just being there yeah. uh, to, to soak it up and take the atmosphere of it in uh, but that was guides from all over the, uh, just the eastern region so yeah. All over uh, Dublin and as far as uh, Kildare and Wicklow, um, but they were all together, so it was good to see them. They were there as their own identity, but they're also there as you know with others, yeah. you know. And they were all dancing and all and joining in by the end of it. But I think yeah, it has taken that bit of a, a step back, and then even we're trying to do stuff. We were getting that we're still getting the numbers to go outside, you know. Mm. And I, I, I always say my leaders uh, slag me. It's not such thing as a uh, bad weather; it's just bad clothing. That's so, it. <laughs> we do, you know, and we will get the odd text. Oh, are you going? You still going out today? And I'm like, yeah, and we have got rained on, but sure, that's, that's Ireland. <laughs> we dance in the puddles, and we have to, you know. Exactly. Um, but we do try to get out, out and about as much as possible, and uh, vary up the activities that they do. Yeah. So really, it is just. I mean, I think it's great to have this because, as you said, it's not just about the skills, the practical skills that they're learning, but it's also about the friendships that they're making and the community that they're actually getting involved in and they realise you know what goes on in their community I think they have a more awareness of that by being you know part of it yeah yeah, I think so. Well, so it's even down to the younger ones. It's just little skills. It might be around brushing their teeth. It might be a healthy eating mm. badge or something they'll get. And they'll they sparkle or something as their little badge, <laughs> as it's called. So they, you know, they do a lot around, you know, colouring in and little activities and maybe going home with a little chart and a new toothbrush. And mm. they have to chart it for the week or whatever and bring it back in. And then the older ones, as they move up, the challenges get more. Yeah. You know, they, they become more challenged. And We'll always do different themes around Mother's Day, St. Patrick's Day, and show like some children like to might do Irish dancing elsewhere, but they might come and show the others how to do it. And mm. then it's kind of just 
learning from each other, I suppose. Yeah, and broadening their kind of horizons then, I suppose, in a way, because like you said, it's not just something that takes place within their school, within the people that they know there. It's about, you know, making friends outside of that and kind of developing that their kind of skills for the future in that way as well. Like just interpersonal skills, like I'm meeting someone from a different background and that and mixing with these people like that they might normally not in their daily life come across like which is great for them yeah and for people then how can they join up where can they contact yes. you so or we have a we have a, a hot, we have a gmail account it's just rings and girl guides at gmail.com and anyone can drop a message in there or we have a facebook page and rings and girl guides and they can, can they message. join from like the age brackets like from so so yeah we can only because of the amount of leaders i suppose we're always kind of looking for leaders we run on maternity leave at the moment so we're as guides we're kind of tight at the moment because work commitments this is all voluntary by the leaders mm. giving up their time so that can be kind of limit our numbers at times but and I know the youngest ones the signets are the are are tight at the moment but there's always that kind of change up for children moving on so you can go on to a wait list September is usually September and January is usually the kind of start up okay. uh, times that we would so September probably the next group because the group that are in now will have certain activities going on from right. Easter to the, the summer and we generally work we go right up to when school finishes the end of June and then come back in September but we're in the CY we're in the CY hall on uh, Wednesdays is the younger children at five o'clock and then the Jeans and guides, so from seven years right up to the 18 year olds, are there mm. on Thursdays from um six o'clock. And if you want seven. to get involved as a leader, if you're interested in getting involved in volunteering as a leader, it's the same just to drop yeah, into you. Call in, yeah, check in with us. There is a lot of um, I suppose training that needs to happen, guard event has to mm. happen, uh, background checks, and then we would do there's a lot of training, and I would work, I would support the training team in the whole of the eastern region as well um, so there is certain amounts of criteria training we could do we've got some adult helpers and the parents have been really good at signing up and becoming adult helpers that yeah. w- when we're going out on trips we always obviously have to have more people of course um, when the more we're, the, you know the more children you have the more we have to keep to certain ratios like the way you would in a, in a preschool or in mm. a school so we have to k- keep to the ratios when we're going out but um, yeah we were always welcome new members um, to come along and join us around. and how much does it cost is there a cost so the, the, the for the Bejeans and Signals so the children it's just uh, once we have to register through the CGI through our national um, our national agency and they have to pay a membership fee of 35 euro, euro for the year okay. and the way that is is that's to cover their insurance yeah um, and that's the big thing because we won't be out mm. doing lots of activities yeah. and stuff like that so that incurs their insurance and they pay that once a year uniforms we kind of build it there is a particular jumper they have to buy but the other stuff you may have a home like navy plane track navy tracks or bottoms mm. most children will have anyhow and then we used to say three euro a week is what the children will pay but we now started to take it in a block so there will be one again after easter that they'll pay and i'll bring them right up to the summer um so we try to keep the cost as minimal as possible and if yeah. parents have you know concerns around the cost we can always look at it them and if there's two or three siblings we'll look at that as well and see can we uh, help out at all you know um, with the cost because so it's we don't want value to, you know, for what to, you do exactly yeah. we don't yeah. want that to put 
people off. You know, the weekend, yeah. even the youth forum this weekend it was heavily, heavily subsidised um, from the organisation. Um, so the cost was minimal to the children. But then we also would do, um, we would get funding ourselves. We'd apply for funding from the local community and then we'd be able to subsidise it further if we can, mm. you know, so that we try to do so that. Well. Yeah. So I wouldn't like to see cost to put anybody off, you exactly. know, joining up. Um, said the girls are there's a great bunch of them um, they're all in kind of broke up into little groups um, and we'd have different activities each week and certain pieces that are you know they kind of know the routine now when they come yeah. in and get set up and that. so if you are yeah. interested in, yeah. jo- in joining the girl guys or you know yeah. a girl that would be interested or if you're interested in volunteering yourself get in touch there with Marion or you can email ourselves and it's rickradio2020 at gmail.com that's alright CC Radio 2020 at gmail.com. Thanks so much for coming in, Marion. Thanks for that, Jennifer. Thanks. Great. Come and join us at our Retro Cafe. Open weekdays from 10 until 2 here in the community centre. Come and check out our Karen's culinary delights. You're listening to Rick Radio Community News Desk Podcast. I'm joined now by Joan Redmond of Morton Dance and they're here in Ring Centre and Irish Town Community Centre. You're very welcome here, Joan. Thanks very much, Jen. And you do Irish dancing. I do. I teach kids um, Irish dancing um, here in the centre now for the last, I think it's up to, coming up to five years now I'm here. Mm, And you're here every, is it Tuesday? Tuesday and Sometimes Fridays as well for um, more so for when we've competitions coming up. We need an extra class on the Friday with the kids um, just to progress them as mm. I said, for any competitions coming up. They need a, a good second class going in, you know. And Irish dancing, that's something that, you know, it's so ingrained in our heritage. But like maybe a lot of people don't actually know how to how you got into Irish dancing? How was how did that happen for you? Um, for me as a kid, when I was um, I was actually in school and my dancing teacher was teaching in the school at the time, and it was a, an extracurricular as as you went in, mm. like PE kind of yeah. thing, you know. And while I was there, my own dancing teacher, obviously seeing that I had some sort of potential there to be a good dancer. Well, I think so anyway. Um, but um, yeah, so she wrote home to my mother and asked me to join our proper class that she did outside of the school. And um, so, yeah, so progressed from there, from the age. I actually was a late starter. I started when I was around eight or nine. It wasn't Ooh. like most kids would start from the age of four up. Wow. You know, just to get them in and get them, you know. That's so funny and, because when you think of kids when they're that age, like it's very hard. Like I always think of them learning just how to count. And exactly. then obviously with Irish dancing, it's all about like counting in and all the numbers. So like, is that, do you think that actually does something for them and helps them kind of connect with learning as exactly. well? Exactly, like, yeah. it does. And in, in, in one way, like as I said, I was a late learner. I found it more difficult then going in because a lot of the younger kids would have been well ahead of me. Yeah. In yeah. that sense. But yes, as a young child coming in and being in that surroundings, they're also got peers as well of the older kids mm. looking up to them going, oh my God, I'd love to be like them. Yeah. That was a lot for me looking as a an outsider looking in. That's what I got from the kids mm. looking at the older girls going, oh my God, they're I want amazing. To be I'd like love them. to be like them. Yeah. Or even the older kids like taking them on, on board and, you know, helping them. Like it's as much as it's uh, our heritage and, you know, our culture and stuff like that. It's actually quite fun. It can be mm. quite fun as well, you know. Yeah. And do you find then that like 
that's the thing like are people a little bit more reticent like put off because they think oh god it's it's going to be very hardcore or something but it's yes. actually a lot more fun like you're saying yes so personally for me um growing up doing Irish dancing and seeing other schools of the way they used to oh, the way they used to teach their kids and mm. treat their kids was just it was horrible at times watching and my goal was then if I ever went down this road I would never be like one of those teachers mm. kids could come in have most fun if they wanted they can run around rings themselves <laughs> I don't care once they're having fun and they're interacting with other kids and that's it because I think that's the thing with like a lot of Irish centric like traditional stuff like music like dancing like even learning the Irish language we've had to kind of almost unlearn the way that it was taught to us when we were younger to to, like modernise it and I think that's it even as you said about about the Irish language personally for me um, I try every week with the kids to try and introduce something in the sense of like trying to keep, even if it's to go to the bathroom, you know. Yeah. Dulgadi on Laris, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Little things, because I need to have that as well, personally, mm. as a teacher. And I'm also, at the at the moment, I'm going to start um, entering in for my adjudicator's exams. So oh, wow. I need Irish for that, mm. which I'm not 100% great <laughs> at, to be honest. So the kids are actually educating me too, Brilliant. which is great. It works you know? both ways. Then Always. Yeah. It's great. You know? And that's a great thing as well to kind of, as you were saying, do that, like to kind of share doing the bits of Irish in the class as well, because yeah. it connects into what they're doing in school, but it does it in a very fun and kind of informal way. I think. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And it, it also as well, there's there's things called grade exams with the kids that they get to do, which um, brings them up their levels. This is needed for if they want to go and be a teacher in the end. Mm. They need to have their grade exams done. So in each grade exam that they do, they have to have a certain amount of Irish as well, which is brilliant as well. Yeah. It's still keeping it in. You know, we're not forgetting our yeah not forgetting our culture our culture not yeah. our language and I think that's the great. thing definitely like because a friend of mine is Spanish and they're so proud of like all of their heritage and like you know the, the dancing and, and the music as well and I think with us sometimes like because of the way it's been pushed on us like when we were younger that we don't appreciate it yeah. as much but then when you see something like river dancing it's such a phenomenon for people and I, I think that reignited like oh, us as, as a nation everything. just to it go changed yeah. everything for Irish dancing the Mm. whole outlook of it and just what they brought for Irish dancing alone is phenomenal Mm. absolutely phenomenal between kids wanting to wanting to do it just for the fun of it or if they want to compete or if they want to do shows most dancers now go for the show term more so than they would competing term of it yeah because they like that kind of a that outlook of Irish dancing, yeah. which is amazing as well. Like mm. if you get to do the likes of River Dancer or, or even Lord of the Dancer, any of them little there's loads, loads, loads of different type of um shows out there that you wouldn't even think that was out there mm. that are unbelievable. A friend of mine, Marcus, um, he has um a show out in Bush Gardens in America and he oh, travels wow. all the time over and he's doing amazing and it's brilliant. Like mm. it's great to see. Like there's other avenues other than competition. But in, my main thing is that kids are 
you know, having the good time. As like, much yeah. as my kids are competing and they're doing amazing. Yeah. You know, you want them to be like, they're always enjoying themselves it's as well. Fun. That's yeah, yeah that's the emphasis. Well, like, you know? yeah. And for you, have you seen now, because we were talking before to other people about like, just how COVID has affected like everybody, like work wise. And are you seeing that? I mean, I'd say the kids are so happy to be back actually being able to dance. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, in the studio. But um, how has that affected you then? COVID killed most of my class. Mm. Absolutely demolished the class. I was absolutely heartbroken. Yeah. Um, it's one thing. It really, it really demolished it. It's just the amount of kids that lost, just lost interest in mm. in what they were doing. Not alone Irish dance and most things, but in an Irish dancing community that I know a lot of friends and I know a lot, know a lot, an awful lot more teachers. Exactly the same. Losing a lot of kids true to it, just not having any interest in yeah. in anything. Mm. The fact that they just want to sit in now, they don't want to be doing anything and losing heart in it. And personally, for me, a lot of the kids that that I lost would have had so much potential mm. so much potential like they were really really coming up in their stages not so much like uh, mostly for competition wise I was like yeah. I lost a lot of them mm. and that that really, really upset me in yeah. a sense, you know, really disheartened me. It actually disheartened me to think that, am I going to lose my class that yeah. I've built so hard for and that I love doing? Mm. And like, as much as I try to encourage the parents to really try and keep them focused and the, the kids just lost focus with it. And it was just devastating, mm. devastating. And obviously through COVID you had to find ways to keep them focused whether it was on Zoom whether it was here in the centre let me use the garden yeah you know on the green that there. was a great idea that just to be outdoors fantastic yeah. that was brilliant for me mm. I, I just I was about to lose my marbles at one stage yeah, yeah. the kids don't want to do Zoom it's not a thing they had enough with school first of all then exactly. for me to be coming on and giving out to them in the class yeah, for not having yeah. their foot proper or anything like that they were kind of like oh, I'm not doing this anymore yeah so it did it did have such an impact and it, it, it honestly really upset me at one stage that I felt I was going to lose my class from it see this you know? yeah and that's the thing and now you've kind of seen the shoots coming back like yeah. people are slowly but surely slowly. coming back out and, and trying to actually get more involved in things and that's really what we're saying to, to so many people is like you know don't be afraid like the, no. you know just to get back in there and to remember like why you loved something and I think yeah. even if you went to one class again and then you'd remember that's why all. you got involved in the first you know, yeah. Even if it was a thing that, say, kids were coming to compete or they were competing or whatever, if they just wanted to come back and do it as an exercise, mm. that wouldn't bother me, you know what I mean? It's actually a great form of exercise, too. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand that, that it's brilliant for the kids, mm. you know what I mean, as exercise-wise, you know. My mum um, used to, in, like, later in life, my mum, like, ended up getting involved in set dancing and just, she said it was the best form of exercise yeah. that she ever had. She would be sweating after a night. Sweating after, And had great you know? fun, though, but, like, yeah. absolutely sweating, she said. Um, it was funny when we came back, the amount of stamina trying to get back into the kids <laughs> yeah. is hilarious. You just see them going, oh, my God, this is so hard. And, like, <laughs> you didn't find it hard before this, you Exactly, know? and that's but the thing. You think about it as well. That was two years out of their lives yeah. that they lost. That's two years of uh, proper teaching two years of competing if they were so a lot of my girls that were that were competing at the time have lost two years of competitions mm. so they've gone up in age in their competitions but their competition is so much harder now and they don't have that experience because exactly if anything we know about dancing it is about discipline oh uh, discipline and about being um 
just known you have to go and compete you have to be there nearly every, like a lot of Irish dancers are there every single week at every competition mm. it's mental I don't really promote that it's up to the parents at the end of the day I couldn't personally go to every single fish mm. with the kids I have a job I have a life, <laughs> have a life. I have parents yeah, yeah. that I look after Yeah, you know that way so there is that form as well I go to mostly all of them anyway because mm. I love going to them and I love seeing the kids do well and then they have their off days as well that they don't you know mm. but that's an all competition Competitions is going to happen. And are you know? you're, you're gearing up for competitions now, are you? Yeah, so the girls now have got, um, they've got a good few competitions coming up. I'm trying to push them and push them and push them. <laughs> they've so much potential. Mm. They really, and I, I don't think a lot of them understand how much potential they have if they really just tried and worked at it a little bit more and stuff like that. But like everything, they have other, they have other things that they like doing as well. There's other, um, but it's great for like that they do. something like that is great for building confidence as well I think oh for kids God. definitely you, I have one little one in the class at the moment I won't say her name because it's not <laughs> very fair but I have one little girl that only started only a few weeks ago and the girl couldn't even look at me when the daddy brought her in like mm. couldn't even look at me God love her she was so afraid in the last four weeks that I've had her the child is a different child absolutely different amazing. she is amazing and she's going to be an amazing dancer she's the most amazing feet ever <laughs> I keep going oh my god this child is unreal and it's great just to get involved in something like this that as I said it's like you know celebrating part of who we are yeah. you know and but also it's about like as I said having fun and that's, that's the main thing that's and what exactly. ages can you join so the class at my kids start from age four I always think from four upwards is better they mm. have a little bit more concentration in, in them and and as well, as I said, it's more of a fun factor. Any younger than that now, they don't they don't really want to be there. They want to be running around or they want to go home. And they can't really concentrate like yeah. enough. Yeah. But boys and girls, can we just say boys, oh, boys and girls? And girls. Yeah. I had got a boy at one stage yeah. and I adored him yeah. and I lost him. <laughs> <laughs> he was amazing. We and like that. He, did, he took it serious one day, he didn't take it serious the other day and I let him be who he wanted to We be. need rings and Michael Flatley, that's what we need. So well. if you're out there with your feet of flames, <laughs> get involved, go. contact Joan. Um, and what are the prices of the classes then? So the classes start from €8. Euro. Um, obviously, um, if I have a Friday class and it's smaller, which it tends to be because it's only for the girls that are competing, okay. it's €10. Euro. Mm. But um, that's just to pay for the hall and stuff like that. Yeah. Personally, I don't make an awful lot from it, but it's more my love of it, of and what you the get girls out and what of I it. get out of it from them. You know, mm. they're amazing. They're an amazing bunch of girls, and I adore them. See, if you want this kind of support in your life, that's a great thing to join. I think a, a dancing class like that, I think it's lovely. And uh, so, if they, if anyone out there wants to get in touch with you to join the class or more information, you're on Facebook, are you? So the Morton Academy uh, Irish Dancing is on Facebook and Instagram. And um, if they want to get in contact with me, um, I c- we can pass on uh, your details. details yeah. um, we have our email address here is rickradio2020 at gmail.com. That's R-I-C-C radio2020 at gmail.com. Thanks so much for coming in and talk. Thanks, Jen. I appreciate that. Thanks. Thank you. That's all from the news desk uh, for this week. My thanks to our guests, Marion Byrne and Joan Redmond. And as always, thanks to Dylan on Sound. If you'd like to contact us, our email address is rickradio2020 at gmail.com. That's R-I-C-C radio2020 at gmail.com. If you are publicising any event, just make sure to know that there's a two-week lead-in time. From me, Jennifer Gallen, goodbye. Uh, Take care. See you next week. (laughs) 